Well, hey, friends, and welcome back to the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. How's 2023 going for you so far? I feel like it has just shot by, and it's had the best energy to me. Like, I don't know if you feel this way, but sometimes a year will start, and I'm like, oh, no. Right out the gate, it's really challenging. Something unexpected pops up. Um, This year feels really good so far, but I know for so many people, because this has happened to me some years, Maybe life has dropped some bombs on you already this year, as it likes to do, as life likes to be. And I think wherever you find yourself today, a lot of us are craving more intentionality, more peace, more experiences, and more authenticity in our creative businesses this year. Um, And as we're growing, we're kind of thinking differently about how we want to grow and how we want that to look in our lives and with our relationships. So Hey, me too. And that's why I, that's what I love talking about on this podcast. That's what I love having guests on here to give us some inspiration on how they're thinking about growth and growing their business and life as the world keeps changing and we keep changing. So it's kind of, it's super fun to have you along on this journey with me and to get to figure some of it out together and talk about it at least, even if we never figure it out, at least we can talk about it, right? Um, So I just wanted to say thank you so much to the people who are popping in and reviewing and sharing this podcast. Y'all, our our listenership has almost tripled in the last six months to a year. And that just, it means so much to us because I don't know if you've ever had the experience of making something and putting it out into the world and hoping that other people see it or like it or respond to it, but that's kind of how this feels. It just feels like talking into an open space. And so when you send me messages saying you really love an episode or leave a review, it really does mean so much to me. So um, thank you for jumping in and sharing this with your friends and um, sending me ideas of topics for this podcast. Um, It's just been really, really fun to connect with you um, through this and other, other ways of working together. And Um, I just hope that our paths keep crossing, whether it's on your walks in the morning. I know I listen to podcasts on my hot girl walks in the morning or whether we end up meeting in real life, which I hope we do at some point. So a lot of us had the experience January 1st. Yay. We set goals. It's going to be our best year yet. Go for your dreams. And then, you know, a couple weeks in, we get left with maybe not knowing how to follow through or maintain the goals that we set in the first place, fears creep in. Um, Life is just a lot to maintain and to carry. And so there's always a reason that something might pop up and tell us to push that back another year. Wait one more year to do that thing. Maybe we'll try again next year. And I feel like right around now is when a lot of those conversations start happening in our own heads. I don't know if they have for you. They definitely have for me. There's already some resolutions where I'm like, maybe I didn't want to make that resolution for myself for right now. I'll do that later. Um, So if you are feeling like, you know, I really want my business to be something that brings a lot more life to me this year, and it's already starting to kind of pitter out, Um, I just want to have this episode, we're going to talk about a bunch of random things today, community, shiny objects, some frameworks that we use with our coaching clients that um, really, really help. We're going to talk about our remote month that we're doing right now um, and some other random things. It's kind of a catch-all episode. But the reason that we have these really specific frameworks when we're working with our um, legacy photography clients, when we're coaching, when we're doing danger school is because we all need a path to follow through with the thing that we want to do. Um, Just saying we want something a lot of times isn't enough because all those other reasons of life getting in the way, um, we're used to our patterns and our routines unless unless we do something really different to change them, it's hard to keep going with it. So that's why we have step by step frameworks that we use with our coaching clients. It's not a this timeline I'm enforcing on myself has to happen or I'm a failure. It's more like here are the steps we're going to take and we know we'll get there eventually as long as we keep taking them and they're all laid out in front of us. So I'm going to share those frameworks towards the end of this podcast. So if you want your business to be something that is um, bleeding into a lot of the other areas of your life, it's bringing more abundance in your personal life 
helping you travel more, helping you rest and take time off. And, and you're really craving this more holistic look at business and something that's really fulfilling as you grow. I can't wait to share these with you. It's what we work through with all of our clients. So grab a piece of paper and a pen if you want to start applying them to your own business. So I, I just have to apologize that the sound quality is, you can probably already notice it's a little off today. So funny story, we are working remotely right now from Cartagena, Colombia, which we love. It is so beautiful and there's colorful buildings everywhere. I'll fill you in on the details, but we have eaten some of the best food of our entire life. So much sunshine, so many lovely things. But one thing that we didn't quite account for is we rented an Airbnb for a whole month um, and we knew it was going to be in a central area, but, um, you know, we always read through all the reviews, make sure there's not something like super weird, they have great Wi-Fi, you know, like we made sure it was going to be good for working remotely, but (laughs) we are like sandwiched in the middle of three or four nightclubs and let me tell you, they go all night long. Like 3.30 in the morning, they're still like, (laughs) so trying to find a quiet moment to record a podcast or to sleep or to like have quiet space inside our own brains while we're in the apartment has been really challenging. And we are what we're like 22 days into being in this apartment. And so if you can hear like faint EDM music in the back of this podcast, you know, I really tried. I tried (laughs) to get this room quiet and it's just not going to happen. And, you know, part of this, part of my commitment to this podcast is I'm like, I'm going to put out episodes, even if they aren't perfect, even if I have to record them like in between something and a ride from here to there. I, you know, I always want things to be super high quality, but the content really is what matters. And as long as I can like deliver a really important, impactful, applicable message, um, it's okay if the sound quality is not perfect. So anyway, that's what I'm telling myself at least. I hope you feel that way too. So anyways, if you hear the house music in the background, it's just a little added, uh, a little added oomph to your Monday morning if you're listening to this when it comes out. Okay, but working remotely, um, do y'all have something like this, something that calls to your soul and like won't let you go? Um, I like to assume that everyone's is travel, but I don't think that that's true. I'm sure everyone has their own thing that it's like you just can't get away from it. And um, maybe your your plans change and you don't get to have, get to experience it one year, or it keeps kind of getting pushed back, but you're just like, oh. I know my soul wants this and travel is like that for me. It just craves it and I can't really escape it. Um, and every time I travel, I never regret it. Even if it's a wild story and everything goes wrong, like I still have so many stories to tell from it. I'm so glad I did it. It challenges me and I grow in ways I never expected. Um, and I often tell Andrew, my, my husband, that the one thing I know I'll regret on my deathbed is if I never live in another country for a while. Like I, you know, a lot of the other things like professional things, I've done a lot of the things that I really wanted to do. I've, I I love having the opportunity to be a mom. And you know, the one thing that if I don't do it, if I don't live in another country, I will regret it. I know I will. And it also feels like one of the hardest goals to go for because it's, a commitment to move to a different country. So what we um, are doing right now is trying out like months at a time where we're working remotely. So, you know, if, if you have a job like I do, which is wedding photographer, some of it is kind of seasonal or you can plan it in batches so that you can be in one location for a while and be gone for a while. So this year, I've really leaned into that. I'm only booking weddings in certain months of the year and then have certain months where I am doing this podcast, coaching, doing things that can be remote. Um, And so far, I am loving it, despite the EDM background noise. (laughs) Like, absolutely loving it. So I just, I want this experience in a bunch of countries and and we'll see where this goes. Um, But... 
this is an example of a goal where I think a lot of times people can look on the outside or if you just meet someone and you're like, oh my gosh, how are they doing that? Like, that's awesome. I could never do that. Or just it seems really seamless or really easy for someone else. And we're like, that would never be that easy for me. Okay, so (laughs) I feel like I need to fill you in on the whole journey to get here. Um, And some of it includes some, um, well, there's just like a bunch of bumps in the road, right? Everybody has bumps in the road to their goals and we often don't share about them. So I'm going to share about mine on this, on the, (laughs) all the bumps on the way to this goal. Um, okay. So backstory, if you haven't been around for a while, backstory on some things about me. Okay. So in 2013, I was with a different partner. We had started down the path of moving internationally to work with a religious nonprofit. If you've listened to some of these podcasts, you know that I'm, I don't really identify as religious anymore, but I really, really did for a long, long time. Um, so this job included, we knew it was going to include years of fundraising because it's a nonprofit. It was kind of like uh, it's kind of, it was being a missionary, you know? So like had, we had to be fundraised. We were getting paid from what we fundraised, but we all d- also had to fundraise more. There was time where we would get placed somewhere. So like uh, we had to interview in all these different countries and, you know, make sure we fit with the team that they wanted us and we wanted to be there. And anyways, we eventually got the job, so to speak, but still had hundred thousand or more dollars to raise in fundraising. And I was also a a photographer. So, you know, I had my photography business. I was like, you know what, we'll just move it overseas and I'll fly back and forth and it'll be fine. And I've actually mentioned it in some other podcasts because it was one of the reasons that I really did a big, one of my first big pricing jumps. I was like, we are going to be living in a different country. And so anything that I book in the U.S., I want to make sure that I can afford a plane ticket back from wherever we're going to be to come and shoot this wedding. So, you know, ironic that now um, I coach a lot of people through pricing jumps, and that is one of the things that kick-started started it was this, um, this path that we, we never, well, you know, we never did that. We never ended up going through with all of that. So anyway, let me continue. So 2014... Um, I got pregnant with my son, who is now seven and a half, and it ended up being a high-risk pregnancy. So had all these problems, all these doctors, all these shots to do, all this stress, um, was still fundraising for this job, still years away from our goal, um, in this weird in-between phase of life where like, are we here? Are we there? Are we, where do I build my business? I don't know. Um, I don't know if you've ever had one of those in-between times. It is so stressful. And now I realize that, like, you just got to be where you are. You know, you know, our plans, you know, the universe laughs at our plans. I don't know. So <laughs> 2015, that's when Hudson was born. So then was recovering from said high-risk pregnancy. And we ended up not, because we weren't close to that fundraising goal to move overseas, we ended up working with that same nonprofit stateside. Um, okay. 2017, so still haven't moved overseas. That was how I, the path I thought was going to get us there. Two years later, still no. Um, 2017, two years after that, I hosted my first international study abroad workshops. Oh my gosh, we're doing them again this year. And the next, the first one is next week in, or, you know, it's like a week and a half. I'm so excited. These are so fun. And I stopped doing them for a couple years, COVID, all the things. And um, I'm so excited to do them again. We have one in Mexico and one in Portugal, which the Portugal one still has some spots. We'd love to have you. If you never studied abroad in college, this is your chance to reclaim your youth. So come and do it with us. It's so fun. Okay, so I hosted the first ones. I did two. This is like, this is what you need to know is that I don't do things half-ass, you know? I'm like, I'm all in or I'm just not doing it. So my first retreat, photography retreat I ever hosted, it wasn't like down the street from my house. It wasn't, um, it wasn't like 
in a state nearby. Like, no, I did a whole week in France and a whole week in Iceland. And I brought my baby and I brought like my mom and we just, it was this whole big thing. And I booked a wedding afterwards. So we did two whole months in Europe um, that, that summer of 2017. So this is the first time where I was like, okay, practice living abroad. I had these workshops, this balance of work and family time, and oh my gosh, I finally figured it out, all these things. Um, but it was it was incredibly hard. I had a blast. I was so excited about how it turned out. And we, you know, we had some kinks we needed to work out, but it was incredibly hard on my partner at the time. And there was a lot of other things at play, a lot of other reasons this happened, but we came home from that trip and got divorced. It just like, that's the timing of things that happened. Like we came home, that was like the, da-da, this is not working, and we came home and got divorced. So lots of other pieces. Again, wasn't just because we traveled internationally together, that's obvious, but, um, but that's kind of how the timing went. So from 2017 to 2020-ish, those were the single parent years. That's where I really leaned into my business, and it it responded. It exploded in so many ways. We really grew. I started this podcast. I hit so many of my financial goals, developed many of the frameworks that I'm still using right now. So, you know, the single parent years where we were grounded and we weren't moving to a different country, like we got a lot done those years. It was kind of like the shit or get off the pot moment where we just had to lean in and get it done. Um, So many things happened. Okay. 2020. I was like, okay, we built, we did the things, we survived single parenting, we like, we got this. Let's go do our month overseas now. And so I had me and Hudson, who was, I don't know, how old was he in 2025? I was like, we were gonna go. We had our tickets booked. We had um, a, an apartment in Paris. We we're gonna do a month in Paris. And I had a babysitter coming this time, like a college student, like, you know, a really fun babysitter. So I was like, okay, this is, this is going to work. Um, and even bought first class tickets for it. Oh my gosh. This was like, I felt like we had finally arrived and, you know, we all know what happened in 2020. And so that trip got canceled. And so here we are in 2023, this is 10 years later (laughs) from the original, Um, like goal, which started in 2013. And we're living for a month in Cartagena, Colombia, and finally having some of these things align with more travel, with world schooling, with homeschooling, with working part-time remotely. And of course, it's not perfect. There are bumps along the way. There are funny things that are happening. There have been some challenges, which I'm going to share some highs and lows too. But it's so much more aligned up than these other times where I really tried to push for it and it didn't work. Um, so it is, it's kind of funny because I can, I can tell when someone is like, that looks, how did you do that? Like, that looks so easy. I'm like, well, it was like 10 years of kind of blowing up everything in my life, you know? Um, but it's just so funny how it, how sometimes what we think, um, like how we think something is going to come to us doesn't come that way at all. And Um, like the timing has to be the right timing too. I don't know. There's lots of things that we can pull from, from all of that story, but kind of hilarious too. Not a straight line. Um, It would be kind of boring if it was, right? Do you guys have any stories like that where you thought something was going to come to you one way and it ended up coming back in all these different windy, funny ways and now it's just like you laugh at it, you know? Okay, so let us, let me share some highs and lows. So, Always going to be, I'm always going to give you both sides. Highs, sunshine. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful in Cartagena. So it's like on the coast of Colombia in South America. And it is a walled city. And so um, there's all these colonial buildings. You walk down the streets and they're pink and orange and yellow and big doors and flowers hanging from, from windowsills. And it's just stunning and cathedrals, and churches, you know, like, so much history, so much to learn, we've had a great time going on Airbnb experiences, like, on walking tours, and food tours, and we did a cooking class, those I would highly recommend, we're like, oh my gosh, when we travel, we need to always do a cooking class, 
because that's such a good way to be introduced to a new place. Um, the walking tours, I always learned so much. There's so much I didn't know about Colombia. We have also really loved all the opportunities for um, outdoor learning opportunities. So I kind of briefly mentioned we are homeschooling Hudson and world schooling, which I've been in world schooling Facebook groups for years and kind of like watching this happen from the outside. Um, but I'm such a believer in experiential learning and kind of meeting kids where they are. And I believe this for adults too, which is why we do study abroad, why the coaching that we do is the way that it is because people are just unique and amazing and we all learn differently and we all have such unique, beautiful stories. And so, um, you know, world schooling, which is like homeschooling, but doing it through travel and experience has always really appealed to me. Um, even though I still want to like keep be grounded and do things at home and I love my home. Um, so anyway, we are experimenting with this like part-time world schooling right now where we'll go somewhere for a while while we're working remotely. Hudson gets to learn on the road um, and through cooking classes and through work that we bring with us and local books and tours. And so we have had so much exposure to nature. We went on this one boat tour where we got to go back into the mangroves and feed raccoons and it was adorable they're not like raccoons in the u.s they're just cute little creatures that like take their little hands and grab grab the um bananas out of your hands and eat them oh my gosh it was really cute so anyway and we also swam in like the bioluminescence so you know the plankton that you jump in and it's like you're swimming in a glow stick so cool so some of the things have been so amazing. Um, the food is also delicious and really cheap. So we have been like $20 covers three of us for a meal to eat out. And so we kind of feel like like we have been eating out a, like at restaurants a lot because it is just so affordable. So we've also had friends that have come and joined us. That has been a really sweet thing is to have friends that want to travel too and are like, hey, you're going to Columbia? We'll come with you. Um, that is just like such a cool thing. And then lots of uh, opportunities to learn Spanish and practice. And um, that's been something that I have committed to year after year after year and um, have very, very slowly improved on my Spanish. And it's fun to see some of it um, finally clicking this year and seeing Hudson start to learn Spanish. So anyways, those are some of the highs. Some of the lows, you already know about the clubs that are keeping us from sleeping the AC that is not so great. So, you know, we're so, so used to not having to worry about sweating all the time and we're, you know, adapting. And then, I mean, the other thing, and I didn't really think about this is like Hudson is struggling with the language barrier. And I think we all are of like, we're so used to talking to strangers and connecting with people. Um, and Hudson especially like loves talking to strangers and, the other day he was like, this is, is like hard not being able to talk to people. And I really, I really miss that. Um, so, you know, again, to me, that is like motivation for us to learn more languages. But as a seven-year-old, uh, it must be an interesting experience to be like, oh, I like kind of lonely. I miss people because a lot of them can't really connect with me the way I'm used to. So, um, ah, the beautiful things of life and love and travel and all of that. So um, that's a little update on the working remotely. Is that ever something you've wanted to do? I've actually gotten lots of messages from people since we started doing this. Like, I want to do that. I want to take a month and work remotely. Or I'm a photographer. Why haven't I thought to rearrange my schedule to do that so that I always have a couple months off where I can go somewhere else? Um, so if this is something you've thought about and you want to start figuring out how to kind of like clump your bookings into certain seasons so that you can travel or go somewhere else or maybe even just like you want a month to sit home and knit and bake sourdough bread that's what I did last January like start we can be creative with our calendars just because other people are working nine to five Monday to Friday doesn't mean we have to that's why we're running a business that's why we're doing things differently so um I think it just is like kind of it's scary to do something different, right? Like people, like, well, I don't know. I don't understand. So anyways, if you like talking about this kind of stuff, message me or better yet, jump in danger school because we have a Facebook group and we love to talk about this kind of stuff. 
Um, so you can jump in the membership, the online course, or we have a group coaching um, cohort coming up really soon if you want to dig in more intentionally to life and business goals and how to really achieve those. Again, I'm going to go into all these frameworks at the end of this episode. So um, if this feels like super up your alley, jump in. We would love to have you. Danger School is one of my favorite things to do and to work with people through for their business. While we are on that topic, I wanted to talk a little bit about community because I've been thinking about this as we have had friends that have come down to Columbia and to travel with us. And it's taken years to kind of work towards having friendships where people have shared values, where they want to live life similarly to how we do. Um, we relate on like, hey, we just like want to make memories with our family and we will drop what we have to to be at this thing. Um, so it's been cool to see as we've put really intentional effort into building friendships a certain way to see them like keep growing and um, to now kind of be like, I don't know, reaping some of the fruit of that. So if you're in a place, and I and just also want to say like, this years of being lonely, you know, like it didn't come easy and still moments of being like, oh man, I wish there were more people or whatever. So wanted to talk about community because I know how much loneliness sucks. And so many times that I've dreamed of starting a commune with friends or moving to a small village and being like, why don't we support mothers better? Why are we living in isolation? It just does not make sense. Especially once I became a parent, I was like, man, how are people doing this? How are people raising these little people? with like feeling like you have to do everything on your own and not having um, like this huge support system around every single parent. I actually do not understand. Um, and then when I got divorced, it was the first time that I, I really felt like I had a community rally around me. And I think it's because my friends were just like, We've, we wanna be that community with you. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times when we are in a partnership, people don't want to, you know, intrude or we kind of prioritize our coupleship instead of the other friendships in our lives and other relationships in our lives. And when I started pouring more into more friendships and letting people be that community for me, I was like way less lonely as a divorced person than I was married before that, you know? And I just, I, I think I like deeply don't want people to feel that ache of not having people there around them. And if you have ideas on how to help people be less lonely, I would love to hear them because it really is like a life mission for me too. Because I don't know, have you ever had this feeling where um, you're like, I'm surrounded by people and I still feel alone. Like I used to have that feeling all the time. And I do think some of it is that I was not really lined up with myself and didn't really have a clear idea of who I was. There was a lot kind of getting in the way from me being able to show up for myself, which I think when we, when we can't get into that place ourselves, it's hard to really connect with other people too. And so I think that the key to a lot of community is our own inner work. Um, because when we know what really matters to us and we heal some of those triggers that are keeping people at arm's length from us, we get to invite people into a deeper level of connection and really show up in a more aligned way for each other. Because um, again, it, you can be surrounded by people and be like, winning all of the trophies and getting all of the likes and attention and still sitting there and feeling alone. And like, what a hard place to be in. And I've experienced that. I did that for years. I, I really struggled to feel connected to people around me. Um, and wasn't able to identify what it was because I was so unaware of my own identity. So, so detached from myself. So I wasn't even meeting myself in a good place. Um, so when people show up for me, it just felt, it felt really hollow because I wasn't fully there. So I'm not sure if you've experienced that, but man, it is really 
hard. And I just want to encourage you if you're there today, like there are so many tools that can help make it better. Um, Therapy, walks, silence, meditation, nutrition, EMDR. I've tried it all. I've experimented on my brain as much as possible. And a lot of it really, really works and really helps. And so, um, you know, I, I just am really, really passionate about when we work on ourselves, it shows up in our business, it shows up in our relationships and our community. And there's so much that, um, that just is like, I'm just like holding my heart right now. It's just like right in there, you know, so much of it is right in there. And um, we, you have so much to give to the world. And so, um, like, healing that will just help it shine out there. I know that sounds cheesy. I'm, like, the big sister that's, like, just shine your light, friend. I want you to. Okay, so when we feel really clear on what we value, we're sticking our little antenna up into the world. And this is, okay, this is why I'm, like, I want to be a matchmaker and I want to be a photographer, Because it's the same thing, marketing, matchmaking, it's all the same thing. When you're really clear on what you value, it's like you're in a crowd of people, but you're sticking your little antenna up into the world to try to see who else has theirs up. Because you're the courageous ones that are like, hey, I'm going to be myself here. I'm going to do this thing differently. I'm going to put it out here that I want to do this thing that's kind of weird. Or um, that I want to live this way that's a little like different than other people. Um, and when other people do that too, it's like, Hey, you're like me, you know? And so I think when we're courageous to really be clear on what we value and to live it out, it lets us find the other people that really connect on that too. Um, it's how we have other friends showing up and doing, doing months remotely with us in a different country because we're like, Hey, I really love this. Do you want to do this too? So, um, I, I've really loved Mel Robbins has podcasts where she talks about friendships. And um, she often talks about how we have to be showing up in the way that we want others to show up to. So not just like, why don't people pursue me? Why don't people want to be my friend? Why aren't they texting me more? Um, and often, like, like, we just need to be like, hey, I'm going to show up to build the friendships in the community that I want. And... Um, put in the hours, like building friendships, building community, take a lot, a lot, a lot of hours. I think we forget that, that it's, um, it's time to like learn about a new person and to fall in love with a new person, even if it's platonically, you know, like we are complicated, complex, beautiful people. So let's put in, let's put in the hours with each other this year. I want us to all feel more connected and fulfilled this year in our relationships and also in our business. And the third thing that I wanted to chat about on this episode is shiny object syndrome, because this is already coming up a lot for me this year. I don't know if it is for you. It is so easy to get distracted by things in our business that pop up and they're like, hey, this is really fun and really new and you should make more of this or do more of this or whatever. And um, we get distracted from the things that we actually want. Or we see like XYZ person over there doing this new marketing strategy or this new type of photo shoot. And we're like, oh, well, I definitely have to do that too. It feels exciting for 0.2 seconds. And we jump on board and then we're like, oh dear, what have I done? (laughs) I do this all the time. So I wanted to kind of share some ways to avoid falling into these traps And a lot of it is kind of creating rules for ourselves or boundaries for ourselves around our business. And so we can kind of check back with our values, which is something that we really lean heavily into in Danger School. And we can like cross check with our own rules that we set for ourselves. And so we can be like, okay, does this fit into the things that I know I need to be doing? So just for some examples, I'm going to share some of mine. So one of mine Um, And this is going to sound weird, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it doesn't sound weird. Okay. Here's the first one. It's free or it's expensive. I don't do in between. I'm just not wired that way. I don't sell cheap things. Um, I don't, like, I don't know. It has to either fall into one of those categories, free or expensive. So to work with me, there's free podcasts. There's free meetups. There's all these 
pieces of content that I'll put out for free. Free workshops, free downloads, or if we're going to work together, it's going to be in photography or in coaching, and we're going to go deep, and it's going to be a commitment from both of us. So I, I feel really passionate about being really generous with myself and with others, and to go deep requires a ton of energy from everybody involved for it to be life-changing, so no in-betweens, no easy outs, and when something pops up where it's like, oh, Kristen, you could start like this $5 a month thing, no. <laughs> That's me setting my own rule for myself. No, because it's free or it's expensive. Okay, my number two rule is no assholes. Sorry I've been cussing a lot on this podcast today. That's why there's a little E on it, so sorry if your kids are listening. Okay, no assholes. This means that it does not matter how much money anyone is paying me, how famous a wedding planner is, how big a client is, if they don't treat me or my team or other people around their project, their wedding, whatever it is, they get fired as a client. Because I don't know if you've ever been in a position where you were not treated well by someone that you were working with. It is soul crushing. And it can be the thing that derails your entire business, your entire passion for your art. So we have a zero tolerance policy for assholes in my business. Um, And we just do not put up with that. Um, Number three, Marketing has to have longevity to it, and it has to be fun. I've totally taken the pressure off of my marketing. It's been so life-changing. I don't do things if it's just like, ah, I have to do this today because I have to sell these things. That's just not fun. It's not fun for me. It actually doesn't work for selling things very well either. Um, So marketing has to have longevity, and it has to have fun and be fun. Um, Number four is no debt. I don't take out debt for my business or really anything except for my mortgage. It's just a personal rule. doesn't mean you have to have this rule, but that's one of mine. No debt. Um, The next one is it's got a cash flow. And I wrote next to it, mama's got to get paid. This is back from the days of being the only, like being the single mom. I was like, you know, it has to pay me or this just isn't working for me. I'll go get a job, you know? So even no matter how fun the project is, no matter how fun my business is, no matter how you know, much attention it's getting, like, I got to get paid. My business has to cash flow, which means every month I'm paying myself, by the way. Um, always have backup plans. And I'll just run through the rest of them quick. Always have black backup plans. Always be aware of who is holding the strings. This is good. Know where you're building, like, know where you are building foundations. So is there someone holding the strings that um, to your business, to the platform that you're using mostly, to your list, who's holding the strings. Doesn't mean you don't do them if someone else is holding the strings. Just be aware of who has them. It's really good information. Um, Be generous whenever you can and be honest about when you can't. This is, again, my rule. So I want to be generous whenever I can. That also includes having to be honest and say no when I can't. Be honest about it, that I cannot be generous today. Um, And actually, it's generous to myself when I do that. Um, If it sucks, take a walk, cross-check all decisions with core values. And then this one I I learned from one of my first coaches, Rachel Rogers, is plan the fun first. So when you're looking at your calendar at the beginning of the year or at the beginning of a quarter, plan the fun days, plan the off days, plan the girls' trip or the sabbatical or the month abroad, like plan that first. Because when that inquiry pops up, it's so easy to say yes, and all of a sudden you've like squeezed out all your personal time. So set those boundaries first and plan the work around that. There will always be more work. I know it doesn't always feel that way, but there will always be more work. And there might not always be a chance for you to take that trip with your friends or for you to go with your mom on that vacation. So plan the fun first. Okay, so because I promised that I would share these, these are the frameworks that we use to help our clients hit their goals every year. And, you know, sometimes the timeline looks different than we think, but we always want to be moving towards something. Sometimes the plans change and we make a conscious decision, but 
we can always be hitting the thing that we really want, that's really aligned with our values, with our character, with our soul. Like we can't be delaying on those things anymore. We just can't be doing it because life is too short. Um, if there's a thing that you're is calling to your soul, like travel is to me, like we just need to stop delaying on it. Okay, so here's my danger success framework. We use this with danger school. We use it with our online, or, um, our one-on-one clients, with our private clients, um, and you can use it for you today. So here it is. D is da- is uh, dig deeper. So we have to dig into our own inner work, into what really matters to us, into our core values into our, um, the things that are blocking us. So like triggers, the self-sabotage, like we got to really interrogate those things because they do matter and they get in the way when we really want to be doing different stuff. I'm, I'm tired of a lot of that. I just need to, I need to, I need to get in there. I need to pay attention to it and dig in there so that like my version of success is going to be the thing that we're going towards and not all the other distracting shiny objects that are out there. A is align your attention. So once we figured out what the things are that really matter, what's getting in the way, we got a beeline focus for what really matters. Align your attention. Are the things that you're offering aligned with what really matters? Are the way that you're achieving it, like with the marketing, is that aligned with what really matters for you? Are your objectives connected to something deeper inside you or is it just what someone told you you're supposed to be doing okay and then in is name your numbers so we gotta we gotta see our numbers like we gotta say I want to hit 100k this year we gotta say I know I'm eventually gonna run a million dollar a year business Um, I'm not sure when that's gonna happen but I know it's gonna happen I um I know that I need to pay myself x amount this month so know your numbers, know what's coming in, know what we need to, what we need to be priced at. Um, pricing, cash flow projections, um, sales numbers, all of those things that like make us cringe as creatives can actually unlock a whole lot of creativity in our business. G is gather your group. So again, this is putting those antennas up and being like, where are the people that really get me And how can I be more crystal clear so that the clients I'm attracting, the community I'm attracting, is like spot on, fulfilling, soul level clients? E is expand your energy. This is team building. This is outsourcing and automating. This is finding ways to build your own system. So if you have like a set way that you do a certain thing, you're cutting down on so much energy expended, so much time expended, a lot of times so much money expended. So take the time to get organized, build your team, automate things so that you can really grow how much energy that you ha- that you have and that like you can focus it on the things that really matter. And then reset and rejuvenate. Such a big fan of helping people do a sabbatical or taking time off and finding those things that really not just like resting but rejuvenating. What's the hobby? What's the travel? What's the friendship? What's the experience that's going to refill you, that's going to give you inspiration so that when work is heavier, when you're working with clients, you can like, you have this deep well you can tap back into. So reset and rejuvenate. That's our danger framework. We work through a whole bunch of punch lists within each of those, um, under each of those headers. Um, to help people really see success in the way that's that's deeply connected to themselves, deeply connected to yourself and your business and what your clients need to be experiencing from you. And the other framework I want to share with you is our four pillars of creative business um, revenue, creative revenue, um, because money is like the batteries that keeps our goal, that keep our goals moving. So I know that a lot of us have weird weird ideas about money. We feel bad about it or we feel like we should feel guilty about it or that we shouldn't make it or that we don't deserve to have it or that we should just give it to other people or if we made more of it we would just give it away, you know? Like we have all these weird ideas, some of them are gendered, some of them are based on past experiences or 
how the media talks about people with money or whatever, whatever. There's just so many of those things. But money is just like a flow of energy that keeps our businesses moving, that keeps our goals moving forward, that lets us pour into each of these buckets of things that really matter to us in our, in our life, the experiences we want to have, the types of relationships we want to have. It's just the batteries that keep them moving. It's just part of the energetic process of growing into the person that you're growing into. So we think of these four pillars as portals that we build intentionally into our business so that money can come to us through our businesses, through these portals. So here they are. See if you have these for your business. Number one is meat and potatoes. So meat and potatoes, this pillar is potentially you have a full or a part-time job right now. Instead of feeling bad about that, like, oh my gosh, this pillar is giving you so much stability. It's letting you take risks. It's letting you invest back into your business, letting you have great health insurance, whatever it is. Like, let's be grateful for our meat and potatoes pillar. If you don't have a full-time job or your partner doesn't have a full-time job, um, having this pillar be a retainer client can help us that the people like me who are very security driven. So when I was single parenting, I had a meat and potato made oh my gosh, a meat and potatoes pillar, which was a retainer client that I did a certain amount of photography work for through a whole year and I, and I knew they were paying me a certain amount each month. So it wasn't enough to cover all my bills, but it was enough to have like a baseline of safety. Do you know what I mean? Of like that'll cover my mortgage or that'll cover X, Y, Z, my, this payment. So I had a retainer client and it just was like light bulb moment. If you are someone who tends to be really anxious about money and you've chosen this path as a freelance creative, um, having a retainer client might be the thing that just like makes you feel safe and homey so that you can take the risks that you need to in these other parts of your business. Uh, the next pillar is big stars. That's what we call it, big stars. And this is the thing that's really visible in your business. So I do think it really helps to be known for something. Um, so, you know, you know, people have different opinions about niching, but when you're known for something, you come to people's minds like more easily when that thing pops up. So if you are a wedding photographer that shoots film, when someone's like, I need a film wedding photographer, ding! Like your name pops up in people's heads and they can refer you. Um, when, if you're like, I only do motherhood and I only shoot in Paris, you know, someone's like Paris, motherhood, this person, you know? So I do think it helps to have something that you're known for, whether or not that's only one genre of creative work or it's a type of client that you work with or it's a location you work in. Think through like, what's the thing that's your big star? Um, so. I, I should say, the meat and potatoes pillar never needs to be advertised on your website. This could just be something that comes to you through a different means, and the big stars are the thing that you are actively promoting and known for and, you know, all of the things. For years, 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 I mean, probably still now, there's, there's revenue streams that I don't market on Instagram, I don't market on my website. I'm doing them, I'm making money doing them, or I, especially back in the day was, um, but they don't need to be like visible. They're, they come through referrals, they come through connections, they come through a different mode of marketing. Um, and the stuff that's really visible can stay very clean, very easy to attract the right people for that. Uh, the third pillar is your add-ons and your enhancers. So this is what other types of things can we sell to people that we're already working with? What can we do to make their, um, their product better, their product or service better? So um, if you are doing coaching, this might be an extra level of like VIP day treatment. Um, if you're doing a retreat, you can have an extra day of the retreat. If you are doing um, wedding photography, this is your rehearsal dinner coverage and your albums and your engagement sessions. You know, these are your add-ons. So what else can you add on to your service that can make someone's experience with you better and also bring in more revenue to your business? And then number four is the PJ Profit. And I always feel like I need to warn because this can easily become a shiny object 
syndrome. PJ profits are your passive income streams, the presets you want to sell, the guides, the courses, the podcast sponsorships. Like, what's the revenue stream that you don't need to show up and dig deep with people to deliver it? I already told you my rule was it's free or it's expensive. The one exception might be some of the PJ profits because these are the things that are selling in the background that you can, you know, the affiliate sales that you're doing, the presets that you have, the bonus guides that you sell. So there's so many ways to make a PJ profit, but it takes a lot of time and effort to make these like super profitable. So if you're trying to get like a quick win, a big boost of revenue into your business, don't focus on this one first. I would say build your other pillars before you really try to build a passive income stream because in my experience and in my experience with people I've mentored, it takes a while to build these and to build momentum on them. But I think when you have these four pillars, you have such a well-rounded business that if one pillar stops really like performing well for a while, like you have three other pillars holding your house up, right? Or if one, if you're like, you know, I broke my hand and I couldn't shoot for a while. I had other revenue streams in my business So I wasn't like up a creek, you know? So that's why we have these four pillars. Think of them as portals to let money into your business, into these dreams, into these goals that you want to continue to pursue throughout this year. And like fling open those doors. Like let's let the good energy in. Let's let those experiences in. Let's continue to build on what we started at the beginning of this year when we set all of our beautiful intentions Um, So if you are still trying to have your business be one of the things that brings in so much beauty into your life this year, if you feel really excited about what we share about with Danger School, like send me a message or book a discovery call. All the links are in these episodes. We'd love to help you move towards your goals and to have this be the year where a lot of that stuff really happens. Let's do it together. It's really a lot more fun that way. So thank you for listening to me, Jabber. Um, I think the EDM music has stopped by now. (laughs) So I hope that this was helpful. Um, If you want to see more of this in writing, a lot of these lessons are in Danger School, or you can go onto the freebies page of dangerschool.com and look at our lectures you can download for free. There's worksheets, there's guides, there's all kinds of free resources if you want to dive in deeper or are a visual person and want to see it out in front of you. But I'm just so glad that you listened to this. And if it was helpful, shoot me a message, leave a review. I'm so glad you're here. And I cannot wait to chat with you next week. This episode was produced and edited by the lovely Jen Madigan Creative. Music for this episode was written and recorded by Jamie Lono and Shammy D. Thanks for being part of our Dangerous Creatives podcast community. And we'll see you again next time. I want you to-